So it is good to be here today praising with all you guys. Um, this morning, I will be talking about Thanksgiving. This honestly was not a topic that I was very interested in, or had, I had really a bunch of other ideas um, that I would have preferred until about a couple weeks ago. Um, one night, I woke up, and I was trying to go back to sleep, and I heard out of nowhere this word, thankful. So I was tired and started to drift back into sleep when a great fear came over me. This fear was like when I was a first grader and my dad whipped off his belt real quick and I thought he was going to whip me. I'm up. So I made it my goal to meditate on Thanksgiving. So what is Thanksgiving? I'm not talking about when we eat turkey and fall asleep midday while we watch the lions uh, lose. But I'm talking about biblical thanksgiving. Before we go into that, I want to start with our main verse, which is found in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And when you find that, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You may be seated. So what is thanksgiving? It's an attitude in us that is a result from how much we value God for who He is and what He has done. True biblical thanksgiving will cause us to be different than the world. I would like to start out with addressing counterfeit thanksgiving to help us identify true thanksgiving. We find this in John 4.23. But the hour is coming, and now is, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such worship of Him. Praise is a result of of thanksgiving. Unfortunately, there are many people out there who aren't worshiping in truth. It is possible to be thankful for things that God didn't do. We shouldn't praise God in a manner that isn't true. We shouldn't praise or sing songs that contain lies. And Christian, if you listen to Christian radio in the Cincinnati area, that can be challenging sometimes. I would say one of the most deadly lies from Christian radio is people thanking God for allowing them to stay in the sin and not having to do anything because of the cross. Another thing to watch out for is praise confusion. Sometimes the songs are so vague it sounds like a riddle. But we should be clear on how we worship. That way we know what we are saying so we can honor God. Jesus also warns us about that. He warns us about vain repetitions when we talk to God. Did you know the Bible has an example of a prayer of thanks that God didn't appreciate? We find this in Luke 18.10. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed. 
God, I thank you. I am not like the other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven. And he beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and who humble themselves will be exalted. Is it bad to be thankful for not sinning? No. Paul in Romans 6.17 says, But thanks be to God that though you used to be a slave to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. So what was wrong with the Pharisees' prayer of thanksgiving to God? In verse 14, we see what's wrong. Thanksgiving should result in praising God rather than exalting ourselves. If you don't have an attitude of thanksgiving, we can make it all about ourselves. True biblical thanksgiving is about valuing God, our Father, and Jesus, our King. Now that we know how to identify thanksgiving, why should we be thankful? Number one, it's God's will. As a Christian, often we're like, I wish I knew what God's will was for my life. There aren't a ton of verses that mention God's will, but there are two in the New Testament that regard thanksgiving and God's will. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That was our main verse. This is also mentioned among other things in Ephesians 5.17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from the heart to the Lord. Always give giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if we aren't thankful, we are out of God's will. And we don't want to do that. So why should we be thankful? Number two, it's reasonable. And Romans 12.1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. It is very reasonable to give God thanks when we look at what God has done for us. We need to remember God is merciful. I don't know about you, but I should have been punished a ton for my sin. God wiped away my past sins. He gave me a new heart to follow him so I wouldn't live in that lifestyle anymore. Jesus came to the earth, became a shepherd, and taught us all the ways that lead to life. And then he died to pay the sins for many. He was resurrected 
and many seen this, to give us confidence in our faith. We could have never been reconciled to God without Jesus. If we continue in our faith, we have eternal life and have an inheritance in the kingdom of God. How can we not be thankful and exalt God the Father and Jesus our King? Paul says it is reasonable to be very thankful. So reasonable that we become living sacrifices. We should always remember how good we have it. It feels a lot more reasonable when we remember what we have been given and what we have been promised. In the Old Testament, God desired for his people to commit themselves to remembering certain events. He implemented the Passover meal to encourage the Israelites to remember that he saved their firstborns of all those who had faith in God and followed his instructions. Joshua and the Israelites miraculously passed through the Jordan River on dry ground, and out of thanksgiving, they put large stones as a memorial to always remember that. In the New Testament, before Jesus died, he instituted communion, or what is also called the Eucharist. And the word Eucharist is rooted in a Greek word for thanksgiving. We should make it a point to remember what God has done for us. If he answers a prayer, make a note of it. Draw a picture. Post it on social media, and hopefully it comes up as a memory. Do something that will cause you to remember so that you can praise God because he is so worthy. Why should we be thankful? Number three, it strengthens our reliance on God. We find this in 2 Chronicles 16, 1-9. In the 36th year of Asa's reign, Bashah, king of Israel, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. Asa then took the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the Lord's temple in his own palace and sent it to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Basha, king of Israel, so he, went, so he will withdraw from me. Then Hadad agreed with King Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. They conquered Ijon, Dan, Abel, Miam, and all the, story, all, all the store cities of Naphtali. When Bashah heard this, he stopped building Ramah and abandoned his work. Then King Asa brought all the men of Judah, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber of Bashah had been using. With them, they built up Geba and Mizpah. At that time, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and he said to him, because you relied on king of Aram and not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not all the Cushites and the Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariot and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hands. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to him. You have done a foolish thing, and from now on, you will be at war. 
think about it. King Asa relied on the Lord for 36 years. I started being a, my Christian journey about 23 years ago. Can you imagine if I said, I want to just start doing things my own way and not God's way after all this time? Did King Asa forget the battles won when he relied on the Lord? According to Hanani, the seer, it sure seems like he did. I don't want to forget the battles won when I relied on God. I don't want to try to take matters into my own hand. When we aren't thankful, we forget the value of how good God is. And we forget those battles that we have won when we rely on God. In fact, out of abundance of thanksgiving, we should rather lose our own kingdom because no kingdom is worth having that God is not the king of. Why we should be thankful. Number four, we can insult God. So in the Old Covenant, God led the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. The Israelites were treated horribly. They were overworked. There was a time where the Pharaoh thought they were a threat and killed some of their babies. So now we come into the part of history where God is leading the Israelites after he delivered them from the Pharaoh in Egypt. We find this in Numbers 11, 4 through 6 and verse 10. The rabble within them began to crave other food. And the Israelites started wailing and said, If only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but manna. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance of their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. God gets angry when we're not thankful. He set some of the Israelites on fire for complaining. He had snakes bite some of his people because of complaining. Many died because of complaining. I know there is this New Age Christianity idea out there that this is the New Testament and God doesn't do that anymore. Well, let's look at some events that occurred after Jesus' resurrection. Paul explains in Corinthians, that people died for taking communion in an unworthy manner. Also in Acts 12, 21, and 23, it says, On the appointed day of Herod, wearing his royal robes, sat on the throne and delivered a public address to the people. They shouted, This is the voice of a God, not of man. Immediately, because Herod did not give praise to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. This should cause us to fear on not being thankful and have a pattern of complaining. Part of the New Covenant or New Testament is God promises to make us fear him so we don't sin like the Israelites who broke his old covenant. Have you ever complained about your spouse? No hands. Especially Sarah. Do you not believe that God made you guys one flesh? Do you complain about your job, your boss, 
your coworkers? Did you not pray to get that job where you're at? Do you think it is God's will that you have a job that you're at or for the really blessed folks, a career? The Israelites were blessed, but that didn't mean following God was easy. Even when it's tough, God expects us to be thankful and not to forget that he is in the midst of all of our circumstances. And we can be thankful in all of our circumstances. Since being thankful isn't easy, and it's not easy to accomplish a lifestyle of thanksgiving, let's look at how we can become thankful. Number one, how to be thankful. Devote yourself. Colossians 4.2, devote yourselves to prayer and being watchful and thankful. If we are going to succeed, we have to make a commitment. If you, don't want, if you don't want it bad enough, you won't make any progress. You have to put the time and the work in. How to be thankful. Number two, have a deeper relationship with God. Get to know Him more through prayer and reading the Word. I think the more you know Him, the more you will appreciate Him. How to become thankful number three. Be transformed. We find this in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By laying down ungodly habits, we are transformed. We make our minds new again continually as we destroy bad patterns. Also, when we block worldly influences in our minds, that way we can be thankful. I've had a job consistently since I was 15 years old. What I have noticed over the years is people can be really grateful first when they land a job. They value the opportunity until they find out somebody's making more money than them or someone got promoted over them. I'm not saying it's bad to leave a job for more money. I'm just saying understand the influence that we all deal with and be aware of them. I've never worked at a job that was perfect. I've never worked at a job where there were at least a few complainers. I have to be aware of that because those attitudes can be contagious. As a Christian, we're called to be different. How to become more thankful. Number four, meditate. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. When you think of the word meditate, you might think of controlled breathing, yoga pants, and some kind of new age instructor telling you how to stretch. But I would love for that first thought to be reading the Bible and praying to God. We should be counting our blessings. This verse tells us to look for the blessings of God. We are to find them. And if you look, you can find them. 
whether it's the fact that you're breathing right now, or it could be thinking about what it would be like to go to heaven. Sometimes I'm driving by, I know I should be looking at the road, but I see little kids smiling without a care in the world, and I thank God for their innocent smiles. Or a video online of a military guy who just paid for some poverty-stricken kid's food. This is the kind of thing that fights a negative attitude and causes us, that causes us not to be thankful. If we have thankfulness stored up in our hearts, how can it not come out in some kind of praise or action? Just like bad attitudes, good attitudes also can be contagious. Do you think people might be a little bit more interested in God if they see what God is doing in our lives? How to become more thankful. Number five, hang out with people who are thankful. What a difference maker this is. When I get talking to my Christian brothers and sisters, I get amped up, whether it's on Sunday or Wednesday nights or any other time that I'm with you guys. There's one person who has been influential to me when it comes to giving thanks. This would be my son, Elijah. He fought cancer for two years, and he knew it was God's will for him to get cancer. Years before he got cancer, he went to a place where a lady was prophesying. And she stopped at him, and she said, I see a gate, and all these prayers are going through this gate. You are that gate. I had forgot all about that in prophecy until one day an amazing, encouraging friend at my work said, I want you to know that what Eli's going through is not in vain. All kinds of people who don't usually pray are praying because of Eli. So Elijah had double lung surgery, uh, part of his leg amputated, tons of chemo, throwing up. Towards the end, when he was dying, he couldn't eat anymore or swallow. He was paralyzed because of tumors in his spine. This was a lot easier in my head. <laughs> um, but uh, with mu much labor, he spoke to us and he said something profound. He said, I am thankful that God gave me cancer. And he said this because he knew what that could do for others. I don't believe God did that, or I don't believe Eli did that on his own, but through God's grace. I believe if Eli can do this through Christ, so can we. How can we become more thankful? Number six, ask. James 4 at the end of 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask. It seems simple sometimes, but it's easy to overlook asking. As I studied to prepare for this sermon, I wasn't satisfied on my attitude. I didn't think I had been thanking God in a way that lines up with instructions in the Bible. 
I didn't think the amount or intensity of thanksgiving in me was appropriate for all the things God had done for me. So I asked our team at Heartland to pray for me last week and to strengthen me. And that's what happens as we're following Christ, as we're being perfected. All the other tips I mentioned before won't help us if we don't do them in God's strength or His divine power that we call grace. So if you want strength, come up and get prayer. I did last week. In James 4, 6, it reads, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. So humble yourself and get prayer. Ask your friends throughout the week. God's arm is not too short to help us.